That song really kind of capsulizes what we want to talk about this morning, the idea of, of trust and obey. Trust God and do it. Go for it. Take, take the action. And so um, we want to take the next step today. The question is, what, what is the next step for you? And so with your permission this morning, we are going to enter the learning laboratory of God. We're going to move into the schoolhouse of Jesus. Because all of us believe that Jesus was an awesome teacher. But quite often he emphasizes hands-on learning. Life lessons that happen in real time. Because frankly, those are the only lessons that last. Are those real-time lessons that we learn. So we're going to put... We're going to practice putting belief to the test through what I do. And that's the question this morning. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Mark chapter 4, which we've been going through the Gospel of Mark. We'll be there in just a moment. But we want to move beyond ordinary life. So I saw this post this past week. As if that's all there is to life. Lost an hour of sleep. Full moon is out there. Friday the 13th is coming, and oh, by the way, wash your hands. Isn't there more to life than just that? And we are proclaiming that there is. So we want to be different. I'll share with you this story. It was about 19, mid-1990s, 97. We're living in East Texas. I'm in ministry. And we have a, it's in the springtime. We have a Wednesday night uh, Bible class, assembly time. And um, now this is in rural East Texas, and so the um, the uh, weather stations and and um, the way they were able to forecast uh, bad weather and in particular tornadoes is not like it is not like it is when we were in Tulsa or even here in Kansas City, right? Well, they'll tell you you got a funnel cloud over here on 22nd Street, and those of you on 23rd Street need to be taking cover, and then it's going to move over to 45th Street, right? They didn't have that; it was just Whenever there was a tornado warning, it just said on the t- television station, it was just a red mark that said Anderson County, tornado warning. Well, that could be anywhere. So we were worshiping that night, and um, the guy who was head of the EMS uh, back then was a member of our church, and he comes blaring in. He, 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 wasn't a, he, was on, he was working, and he comes running into the church building and said, look, we're under a tornado warning right now. We need to take cover. I mean, he interrupted the whole evening. And he take cover now, tornado warning. Where is it? I don't know, somewhere over in Anderson County, which is us. But we think it's about 10 miles south of here. It's moving this way. Okay. So we moved, and this was just a, a square metal building, prefab building that we, that we built. And there was really nowhere to hide in this. I mean, if a tornado hits, the whole thing's going down. So we moved out into the hallway. And we just stood there for a while. And after a few minutes, somebody started a song. We started to sing songs like Trust and Obey. Our God is an awesome God. We're singing songs. The sky's growing darker. And we kept singing. And after a while, you could look out and see that it had passed over. And so we kind of just sat and visited for a while. Unbeknownst to us, 
there came some people out of a classroom in that hallway. They had, when, when they said take cover, these folks ran inside and shut the door and they got, they got all huddled up together. When they came out, there was this look of fear on their face, tears in their eyes. Not, not just because they were scared to death of bad weather. But they were asking this question. How did you guys do that? How, how did you stay out there in the hallway and sing? When you had this potential bad weather. We were scared. And we don't have faith like that. How did you do it? And I never forgot that particular event. I never forgot that evening when there were some who in the midst of the storm were able to praise God. While there were others who ran for fear, afraid for their lives. Am I going to be one who is able to trust and obey or not? Because what you're going to see this morning is that's what Jesus calls us. He often allows these situations to come up in our lives that put us to the test as to whether or not we're going to put into practice what we claim. Listen, church, it's easy to do it here this morning. Bright, beautiful, sunny day. I'm going to be outside about 7 o'clock tonight just standing in the sunshine. I might stay up till 8 o'clock tonight. I mean, it's winter, dark at 5, it's freezing cold. What do you do? I just go to bed. I, there's nothing else. I might just stay up till 8 o'clock tonight. All right, it's easy to praise God and to thank Him this morning when everything is wonderful. What do we do when the storm comes? God loves us so much that He'll not allow us to become comfortable with Him. Not interested in our comfort. He's interested in our growth. He's interested in our love. He's interested in our courage. And He's interested in our faith. Eugene Peterson wrote this. Will we let God be as He is, majestic and holy, vast and wondrous? Or will we always be trying to whittle Him down to the size of our small minds? Insist on confining Him within the boundaries that we're comfortable with and refuse to think of Him other than in images that are convenient to our lifestyle. But when we're not dealing with, but then we're not dealing with the God of creation and the Christ of the cross, but with a dime store reproduction of something that we made in our image. Today we're claiming no more of that. So you have verses in Scripture that remind us. James in particular in chapter 2 says, Someone will say, You have faith? Well, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I'll show you my faith by what I do. Jesus said it this way. They came and they asked Him, What must we do to do the works that God requires? And His answer was this. Here's your work. To believe in the one He sent. 
No, no, Jesus. What are the works? What are the things that I need to be doing? Do I have to wear the vest and get out in the parking lot? Is that required of me when people come to vote? I just need to know, is, is, is Sunday morning Bible class, is that a requirement? And Jesus said, no, you don't understand. The greatest challenge that we will have is learning to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He is not only Savior, but He's Lord of my life. That's the challenge. Because when the storm comes, if we haven't worked on believing, we'll flee. We'll huddle up in the room. We'll cry. And we'll wonder, how, how, how do you do that? I don't know how you do that. So our work is to believe that He is who He claimed to be. Our work is to believe of what He's done for us and what He will make of us. So the challenge is to go and live it tomorrow when we go to work. Today when we are either in reach group or we're with our family to live it. So let's briefly review what we've looked at in the Gospel of Mark so far. Mark says, hey, I'm going to share with you the good news about Jesus, the Gospel. The first thing we had to do, though, is repent. Remember, we spent some time. I've got to learn to change my mind. I've got to repent for the kingdom of God is here. We watched Jesus as he confronted evil and social injustice. He told us we need a complete transformation, learning to put new wine into new wineskins. He even asked the question, <clears throat> who really is my family? And then the last few weeks we've been talking about sowing seed. Which brings us then to Mark chapter 4, verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was. In a boat. There were also other boats with him. <clears throat> and a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Now Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. So the disciples woke him, and they said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Don't you care if we die? In other words, you might interpret it, how, how, are you, how are you doing this? How, how do you do this? There's a storm. Don't you care if we die? And so he got up and he rebuked the wind. And he said to the waves, quiet, be still. And the wind died down. And it became completely calm. So he said to his disciples, <clears throat> Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified. I would be too. And they looked at, looked at each other and they said, Who is this? This isn't normal. This is not a normal reaction. Not just that he's able to look at the storm and go, hush. But who acts like this? 
Who goes to sleep in a storm? Who's, who is able to, with incredible faith, look around and go, okay, it's enough of that? Who, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey Him. Wow. That's the kind of life I want. The kind of life I desire. Now listen, whenever we deal with the gospel stories of Jesus calming the storm and the, and the tornado and telling it to stop... I'm not sure exactly what to do on a literal interpretation of that, right? I mean, can Jesus stop the storm? That's Absolutely. Most often for us, though, it is the need to interpret this in life setting, in life situations. Because we all go through storms. And so, um, let's deal with this for a moment. Do you find it interesting that Jesus is the one who said, and by the way, he's, he's been working with them. They've seen him do miracles and heal people. And he's talked about sowing the seed. And, and so he says, hey, guys, how about we go to the other side? Let's go to the other side. Now, for them, they probably think, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Although I have to imagine that some of them said, you know, Jesus, it's not daylight savings time yet. It's, it's going to be getting dark because it was evening. I'm not sure we ought to be getting in the boat right now. So Jesus, knowing that they had been following him, watching him, they had been at his feet, they're learning, right? Let's put it in today's term. They come to Bible class. They've read Nehemiah. They made it halfway through Leviticus. I mean, there's a, these are real, that's a joke, by the way. They, these are real students. They're learning, man. They're getting all this information, right? Remember last week we talked about spiritual dropsy. Possibly they had just been gathering too much knowledge. So Jesus has a remedy for that. Hey, let's, let's get in the boat. Let's get in the boat and let's go to the other side. And I thought about that idea of, let's go to the other side. Let's get out of where we are right now. One of the things that we will have to do if we're ever going to progress to the point where we trust God in the middle of the storm is, we're going to have to do something different. Now, you don't have to write that down. You know that. Right? I, learn, I must learn how to do something different. I've got to get out of the normal. I need to learn to see things from a different perspective. So Newton's third law says for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. If I'm getting the same reactions, it means that I'm continuing to do the same actions. I want to change that. I want to look at it from a different perspective. I want to learn to get out of the box. So back to, let's go over to the other side, back to my, one of my favorite movies, Dead Poet Society, is when, um, what's his name? Robin Williams, thank you. And Robin Williams teaching his students that, right, here's what we're doing today. And he stood up on his desk, and he had all of them one by one come up and stand on the desk just to get a different perspective. To look at it differently. 
See, we get in ruts. We get in grooves. We have the same schedule. We have, we're, 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 we're happy with status quo. I want you to look at it differently. I want you to see it from up here. I want you to do something that you, not, that you don't normally do. My question to you is this morning, one of the questions is, what is it that you need to do differently to get out of the normal? But this one also struck me. We've got to leave the crowd behind. There comes a time in our lives when we have to leave the herd. Quite often, the masses are what are referred to as sheeple. Anybody ever heard that phrase, sheeple, right? And they all sound the same. This is how we live. This is how we're supposed to function in this world. Don't go. I'm getting out of breath. Don't. Don't step outside the herd. You need to be like us and we'll all stick together and go off the cliff. You've got to leave the crowd behind. Because you see, there is this pull of the masses to stay the same. If we never break off, by the way, understand, I understand community is wonderful and we need to be together. But there comes a point if we're ever going to mature that we have to leave the crowd behind. Stand up on our own. Say, God, I trust you more than I trust everybody else. God, I love you more than the praise of other people. God, I'm trusting you more than popular opinion. You've got to walk away. So Jesus was taking them to the other side, and he got them away from the crowd. Now it's just them and Jesus. Now they're still, hey, we believe, we love God, we're reading Nehemiah. Man, what a life that we are living. And they thought... It would be status quo. I I found this one interesting. Did you notice that they said they took Jesus as he was? I mean, look at it again in, in that text. Leaving the crowd behind, they took Jesus as he was. Now, what in the world does that mean? And so I did some digging. Here's the answer. We don't know exactly. Here's my interpretation because it fits with this sermon, Ted, so I'm going to use it. Hey, come on, Jesus. Let's just be another day. Come on. You can, you can have that chair right there. Just, you just come on. This is going to be fun. We're going to cross over in the boat. We are leaving each other behind. or leaving all the crowd behind. This will be good. Come on, Jesus. Man, he wants to ride with us. Aren't we special? Isn't this going to be a wonderful event? And all of the sudden, here comes the storm. By the way, if you do any research, um, you'll find out that these can be windstorms that come through the mountains. And they cause these waves. So they're being buffeted, right? And water's coming in. And there's this storm brewing. I didn't, I didn't want this. I didn't expect this. I just wanted to get across. I just wanted to be with Jesus. I, just, I thought we would sing a little kumbaya together, you know, and maybe build a campfire, do some s'mores when we got to the other side. <laughs> 
And now I could die. See, storms in life, the challenges, the difficulties that happen, the questions then that come about that we have. Say, why, why is this? Why is this happening? God, God I thought I was following you and I, I've given you my whole heart and, 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 and I'm trying to continue to, to get more knowledge and, and now I'm in the middle of a storm. The fear. Even life and death situations. Now look, storms happen all the time. They can be big, they can be small. They're not all created equal. Matter of fact, marriage, I think, has a way of teaching us a lot about life and dealing with storms. I mean, from time to time, I have to answer to Mary Ann about things that either I did or didn't do in her dreams. Anybody else have any other guys here? Mark? Get up and she said, hey, I'm going to tell you about my dream. You want to hear? And I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. Uh, Sure. Well, I was being chased by a three-headed monster, and he had horns and these big teeth and claws, and he was coming after me, and he was about to eat me, and he had me in the corner. And you, you did nothing. You just sat over there. You saw it, but you, you were just playing Chinese checkers with a little rabbit, right? Because you were winning and you wouldn't do anything about it. And, and if it weren't for the little puppy dog that came by and distracted the monster, I would have been eaten. And, and, and you did nothing. Okay, I, I, I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> forgive me. Maybe next time let me know and I'll throw the checkerboard at him and maybe distract him. Right, but of course, so there's always storms in life. Some are bigger, some are small. But here's what Jesus said. Quiet. Be still. It's interesting to me that what Jesus did here was he redefined the situation. So they're panicked. They're afraid. We could drown. We could die here. So Jesus went right to the source of the issue. He went right to the source of the challenge. When he spoke to the storm and said, quiet. He did not say, all right, guys, now look, everybody get a bucket. Let's start, let's start bailing water. We've got we to go faster than... No, he spoke exactly to the issue, which was the storm. To be quiet. Often, those storms reside in our, in our minds and in our hearts. They're just stirring and stirring. We think, well, maybe I could just bail some water. But here's the question. What do I need to learn? So one of my mentors taught me this years ago, and I still wrestle with it. In the middle of a storm, in the middle of an interruption, in the middle of a period in life where things don't seem to be going the way that we expected them to go, the question we must ask is, what am I supposed to learn? 
He called it going to God's school. What, what am I supposed to learn here? I could say, oh God, I'm going to die. Get me out of this. Or I don't want any more of this. Or I could say, okay God, I trust you. I trust you. Spirit, be quiet. Spirit, be quiet and be still. What do I need to learn? And then he asked him the question. And this one gets me. You still not have faith? Still? You don't believe? You still don't trust me? I mean, you know every verse to just as I am, but you, you don't trust me? You still not have faith? And so the questions are, can we learn to practice what we believe? I think Jesus is asking us, am I not greater than your panic and your worry? Will I go to school and learn? But here's the question they ask. Who is this? Who, who, who is this? How, is that, how does that work in my life? Right? And so... All of us want to grow and to become and, 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 and be able to impact others with life and the good news of Jesus. I don't want to go through the storm, though. I try to avoid that. I try to make sure that my life is fenced in and, and that it's comfortable. But listen, storms are coming. Just the last couple of weeks... On Wednesday night, peak of the week, um, we, we've listened to Steve share with us his battle, his storm of cancer, and how he believed and overcame. Last week, J.D. shared with us a time when he's young, young family, and the company just lays him off. <laughs> That's the end of your paycheck. Oh, my, what do I do? Storms may take the form of marriage problems, financial struggles, illnesses, challenges in life. Your storm may be that life just isn't meeting your personal expectations. Now, 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 now you take that however you want to. Life is just, it's just not adding up. It's just not going the way that I thought it would. So here's what I think Jesus says to us this morning. Hey, church, let's, why, don't, why don't we hop in the boat and go to the other side? You, say, yeah. you know, I think today a nice little ride out on the lake in a boat, I think that, that'd be great, Jesus. He said, no, um, why don't you come with me by yourself? We need to leave. Let's leave your family behind. Let's leave your friends Let's leave the world behind. Let's, let's go for a boat ride. And when we do, there's the storm. 
And in this particular scenario, what I see is Jesus doesn't fall asleep. Jesus is looking at me. Just wants to know how you're going to handle this. What are you going to? How are you going to respond? What's the reaction going to be? Because I believe that Jesus is lovingly challenging. Yes, I'll say that again. I believe Jesus is lovingly challenging to us. He knows that often putting beliefs into practice comes through storms. And He loves us. And He wants us, wants us to grow. And wants us to trust Him. So here's some questions and I'll leave it with you this morning. Will we choose to go to the other side? Do something different? Mix it up, get out of the box? Am I willing, will we leave the crowd behind and just focus our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith? I'm going with you, Jesus. I know my family, they might have some things to say. I know my friends, they'll be wondering, what are, what, what are you doing? Why don't you just get back in Bible class and be quiet? This world, they, they won't understand what you're doing. See, I've got to go here. This, this is where I have to go. Will we trust and learn in the midst of the storm? And will we, as the people in the story end up, will we walk away with awe about Jesus? Wow. I, I, I can't believe this. I've never seen Jesus this way. I mean, I thought I was going under, and all of a sudden there Jesus was, and He rescued me, and, he, and, and now I live. He's incredible. He scared me to death. I have new life. And as a result, I'm no longer scared or afraid. So what's the storm that you're going through? What is it? All right. Because I know it, it hits all of us. What is it that I've been either screaming out loud, that I've been afraid I haven't taken action, and I've been trying to do the same things over and over and over again, again, and, you know, and trying to get different results. What is it in your life? Maybe you've been afraid to get in the boat. Jesus, I just, I just don't know. The greatest life right, that Jesus has for us Again, number one is that He died for us so that we could be forgiven. But the other part of it is, and we've been trying to emphasize this through the Gospel of Mark, is there, there, is, a, there is a purpose for my life here on earth. I want to grow. I want to have faith. And so, Jesus, we say to you this morning, would you come and lovingly challenge us to get in the boat, to go to the other side, to face the storm, and to look at you and say, I believe.
I will not waver. So we're going to stand. We're going to sing the song that has been selected. So at this time, if we can pray for you, if, if today's the day you say, you know what, I have not lived by faith, you can do that right now as we stand to sing. You may come.